All right. What a night for you to be with us. This is so special. You're so lucky. We are drafting a $500 Superflex Best Ball Dynasty Triflex. No, we're not. We're not drafting. Uh, but we do have incredible. We do have one of the best guests in the industry, a guy that every time we have him on, we get infinitely more views. No, we don't have that either. <laughs> I have I have 25, no, oh, yikes, 27 years in radio. And if I somehow were tasked with making a list of my 100 favorite moments or days, it might be that all 100 were totally just unscripted whatevers with my partner. So uh, that's what we're doing. We're just going to talk tonight. Good, I like Adam? It. I'm ready. I, I, I love ju just talking. Let's just talk. Mike Show, Adam Krautwurst, welcome to the deep end. How are you feeling? I feel better. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for asking. I got, uh, the coronavirus a couple a couple days ago. A corona, a novel coronavirus. A novel corona nineteen COVID nineteen. I don't even know what to call it any, anymore. It's so uh, new. Uh, a couple days ago, and it, uh, it it wasn't horrible, but you know it's 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 been up and down for the last couple of days. But I'm feeling pretty good now. The mornings are rough. The nights are rough. In between's not so bad. So, um, and then that last night I did a a pod with Bradley Stalder um, that, that, that went till 1230 in the morning. <laughs> so oh, it did. Yeah. That was a two hour. That's probably the longest pod I've ever done. Um, I'm like, Hey, let's, let's, let, let's keep it. Let's keep it to like an hour. And then next thing you know, you know how those are, we're, we're drafting and I'm like, Oh, it's been, it's been two hours. Perfect. As long as it was good. I mean, if uh, you need signals sometimes, you know, like one right. signal that I have given you in the past when it's time to wrap up is I walk out. Right. Hey, I gotta go. Like, all right. I, I just walk out. <laughs> was it last Tuesday even maybe where I'm like, okay, time to go. Bye. Yeah. That was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, kids, but yep. Yep. So one thought we're just going to go totally unscripted. Like we've not talked. Adam has been instructed medically to not do much talking because of his, uh, novel coronavirus <laughs> ailments. So I thought this was interesting. The deep end, I'm sort of making this 30% funny at best joke every once in a while about what the deep end is. The idea was high stakes. You played high stakes. You showed me into it. And I knew that main event last year was high stakes, 1900 to enter. I knew the 750 and the $1,000 Dynasty startups this summer, one or this spring, one at uh, Billy's FFWC. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. So yeah. I knew those were high stakes. I mean, in my own sort of life, how much money is that? That's real money. But $1,000 to do that versus 40 of these $25 Best Ball Mania 3. I mean, it's so much fun. It's just on a trampoline. Being on a trampoline, these drafts, like anytime you want. It's like having a trampoline in your yard and you're like <laughs> nine. Yep. And just anytime you want, mom and dad are at home. You just go out and jump on that trampoline. 
is, you know, for a while. And then it's just so much fun. Or you could be 50, I suppose, theoretically, and do that. So I don't know, Ed. I'm like, what do you think? When it comes to $1,000 to spend on fantasy, would you rather spend $1,000 on one game, one tournament game, whatever? The varsity, the one, was it the 3K last 3K, year? Yeah. Any amount of money. Or spread it out like that because it's a lot more enjoyable experiences, at least the other way. Absolutely. I mean, there's no, I mean, who the heck, I don't know anybody that does one draft uh, for fantasy football anymore at all. Like even the guys who are just the most casual guys who do it in, you know, late August with their buddies, they're at least doing one or two or whatever. So you know, and, and with us, obviously, that's not that's that's not an option. So, you know, we start in December for the following year, and uh, it's way more it's way more fun this way. I mean, you know, and I, and I totally get the 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 underdog. You know, un, we're going to talk a little bit about underdog tonight, I'm sure, and and I and I totally get the strategy behind, you know, the game correlations and the you know the stacks and the bringbacks, and I and I just. I, I get it, and I I think it's correct. I think it's smart, but I also like my my passion isn't you know five dollar best balls. It's you know I like the high stakes events. So when you do one hundred and fifty five dollar best balls, it's still not even a thousand thousand dollars. You know the best ball mania that's um that's twenty five dollars. So you're getting a little bit better there when you get up into the high volume there. So. Um, I kind of use these these drafts now for, for 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 practice and for gauging ADP and for gauging you know instincts on on whether I can let a player pass and let and get him on the way back and stuff like that. Trying out different things. It's like if you're a high stakes poker player, you know, and, and you go to maybe like a two four limit game. You're just there, kind of hanging out, chit chatting, still playing the game a little, a little bit, but you're not really buckled down. Uh, for me, at least, like I'll be in. August and September, but I certainly love, I certainly love doing it. So one thing that's been interesting for me in the last three or four years, since I started playing fantasy sports for real money is I still have three baseball leagues that play for free. Oh gosh. And two years ago, I'm like, I care as much about those leagues as anything else. The money doesn't even enter the mind. when It's like the the final round. But um, two years later, I wouldn't say that. It does matter. Now I'm, I'm more portfolio is a word that I've learned, maybe learning it from you, like it's sort of a, a portfolio and shares. And now I'm in the market when it comes to fantasy football an underdog enhances that I'm in the market. Like, Oh, well, I, w- I like this player, but I like him for 11% shares versus this other player who is undervalued. It's like, you know, buying stock. Yeah. And so People who don't know the rush that I got out of playing in lots of leagues where I would say like lots meaning like 10 yeah, three or four years ago, I don't really care about watching games on Sunday. It's, it's different than that. Now I'm sort of feeling that point where it really is a numbers game, 100%. I, I, I'm like, I remember Scott Connor coming on the show saying, in terms of scouting and research and who's good and who's less good. He's like, I let other people do that work. I a hundred percent also let other people do that work, but it really is like playing the market and you know, fine, but it is a different game for me than it was then. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I've, I've been playing, you know, uh, much longer. I've been playing since I grew up playing. And I I totally get to let other people do that. And that's, you know, DraftSharks.com. And there's a lot of other good sites out there are really good at analyzing players and, and making projections. And but I, I still, I do like to do some of that, but I'm, but I'm more on the side of, um, you know, uh, draft analysis and, 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 and critiquing and how can I get better at drafting? Because I've said this for forever, like being an analyst and being a fantasy football player, I feel like are two completely different skill sets. It's your pin tweet. Yeah, there you go. That's how that that's how long it's been. And I mine feel is like... that the first Darren was the better Darren on Bewitched. By the way, <laughs> wait, who? <laughs> not really. <laughs> Thank God that's not true. Anyway, continue. Yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, and there are some people that are that are really good at both. Um, and so I try to find those people um, and really lock into them. That's why, like, I don't have, and I'm just gonna go off on like a million tangents. That's why I don't have like a. I don't follow a lot of people on Twitter because I just, I use it for information. Like I'm trying to become a better player and, a, and I don't need, you know, I don't need a hundred different. I mean, I have a hundred different opinions, but I don't need a thousand or 5,000 or 10,000 different opinions on a player. I, I find the people that I trust, the people that are successful um, at it. And so um, I, I like to be, I'm on the fantasy player side of it. That's why we did the draft sharks invitational pinning, pitting players against with, you know, analysts to see, you know, who comes out on top one entry with the best of both best players in the world, the best analysts in the world, one entry, let's see what happens. And the first two years that we've done it, the players have won. Um, Pete over at year one. He, he considers himself a player. We asked him that on the show and uh, Ch- Chad, he's a, he's, a, he's a farmer. He's a farmer too. That's right. He's also a farmer. He's also a farmer. But I'll tell you he was, what, he you're gonna say Chad, right? Uh no, I was gonna go back to Pete, but go, go, go ahead. Well, Pete and Chad are the first two champions. Yes, Pete and Chad Schrader, yeah. I mean, absolutely two giants in this in very in completely different ways. Two Mount Rushmore candidates. Yep. Yeah, uh and it was so yes, you get a guy like Pete, he's a goofball, right? He makes all these funny videos, he's hilarious. I've met him in person a dozen times and in Vegas, nicest guy, like I said, goofball. But when you get him, like we had him on the pod after he's so smart, like he really has a process to what he's trying to do, which, which makes you feel good about a guy like, okay, he won the invitational. He, he really knows what he's doing. That's fantastic. Chad, obviously everyone, you know, knows who Chad is. He's probably the winningest player in the history of fantasy football. And, um, and so he's got his methodology and, and um, <laughs> I chased him for, you know, 17 weeks last year. Yeah. Uh, and so that was fun. And so you never got um, there, never got there. Wild E coyote, wild <laughs> E Krautwurst. I know. So, um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but that was, that was, that was good stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, is anybody watching this show or listening to it that doesn't have their own podcast, their own sort of presence sure. in the space and, Feel like that's really Pete's genius as like I've been I'm a radio guy that fell into this world and love it and so I feel like I know how to keep an audience and run a conversation and he does those things and from sort of what I see my perspective watching fantasy players talk to him 
you know, you have those that do so in a playful way. That's great. And then there's also like a little bit of almost jealousy, I think, because there's X percent show and X percent, you know, chops. Yeah. And who cares what that ratio is? Think about sports broadcasting, sports entertainment. Take Stephen A. Smith. Like what percent? <laughs> my my smarty crowd on Twitter, the only time I ever see his name is to say like he's way off on this. And every time I know they're right. But right. he's also playing to a broader audience, which is why he makes eight figures. You know, like it's because he is there to get a reaction out of you to be funny, to be controversial. I don't, I don't, I don't ever find Pete to be, we can stop talking about Pete if you want after this, but I never find <laughs> him to be like sort of working that end of it. He's just trying, he's just having a good time. Yeah. And when, when it comes down to it, he, uh, you know that he knows it. So I love yeah. that. Thank you, Jose. Yeah. Good point. It's not everybody. I'm glad it's not a hundred percent of people watching or listening tonight. That have their own shows, but I feel like Jose will have his own show. There you go. Soon. Well, my thing, listen, if you want to start a podcast, absolutely start a podcast. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's easier now than ever. It's so easy to start a podcast. The thing about it is, and I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way to anybody. Why should anybody listen to you? Why, you know, you know what I mean? Like what makes you, why, why are, are you entertaining? Great. Have you, it, it really helps if you've won something. Like it really helps it. You know what I mean? So there are, there are people that, cause I'm only, you know, I know Peter people like, so you were talking about Scott Connor. Scott Connor can li literally listens to like 30 podcasts a day. I'm like three X speed. Like I don't have, I don't have that brain capacity to do that. So I've got maybe 10 a week that I listen to. And why do I listen to them? Well, because they're either really smart or, and, or they've, they've won a lot. And so uh, it, it helps if you've, if you've won, and even with, Draft Sharks, for, for, for an example, like they've, you know, Jared and Matt and Kevin, they've, they've done their fair share of winning, but they also have had projections that have, that have won right. contests and won competitions. The, the tools they have on, uh, on, on that website are, are, are second to none as far as helping you to be able to win your leagues and stuff. So you have to have some, there's so many podcasts out there. You have to have something um, that keeps people, that's going to make people want to listen to, to you. And hopefully it's, you know, to me, it's entertainment. Like if I'm listening to a podcast or reading an article, it's entertainment second for, for, for me. I want I want the goods. I want, like you said, the chops. I want to know that you know what you're talking about. And I want that at the end of the day that has to help, help me win money. And if you're watching, number one has to be the decor. Of course. Which, by the way, I missed the lobster roll. <laughs> oh, I'll it's bring it professional back. over there. I know. I'll bring okay, up the lobster roll back. Here's a, a PVC pipe you're drinking out of. It's all professional <laughs> over there at the, at the Krautworks. I got this at the Red Center. Wings game. What do you mean? Yeah. This is the Red Wings a, game. Strasburg was pitching here Friday. Went to went to catch him. Yeah, yeah. You had saw a, that. He had, he had a no hitter through six, maybe. Is that still hard? What do What do you mean? Is that still good? A no hitter? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> that's still hard in triple Listen, you don't i don't think you know this and i would not expect you to be impressed but your co-host on this show was a broadcaster for the rochester red wings 27 years ago i don't think i knew i knew you were for the rhinos i didn't realize you were also for for the red wings 
So Josh Lewin. Is that Silver Stadium, by by the way? Silver Stadium. So Josh Josh was like the wonderkin Red Wings announcer. I mean, maybe even as a teenager. I don't know. But certainly in his early 20s through 94. 1994. So what happened was, this is going to be live, right? Are we live? Yeah, we are live. <laughs> 1994. Then I want to talk about Matt Schauf. <laughs> Let's do a tweet after every show tagging everybody that we mentioned. We should absolutely do, do that. Chad, Pete, Matt, yep. Jose, so far. Right. I'm, I'm putting it in the, in, the, in the private chat so I don't, I don't forget. Every time. That'll work. That, that's a Perfect. good move. 1994, two, three weeks before the season, I had met the Red Wing guys, Dan Mason. Loved, I loved the whole idea of it. That was my aspiration professionally was to do sports or baseball. Like that's what I wanted to, I wanted to be in the booth. And the public address announcer for the Red Wings, whose name was Steve Summers, I think, I hope I'm right, got very sick right before the season. He had done games for them for maybe many years. And I was called, I was called up to do the PA PA for Rochester Red Wings in 1994. I was 22. Wow. And I was so, it was such a thrill. (laughs) And then the next year, Josh went to, I think he went to the Cubs. He went to the majors the next year, Baltimore, maybe like it was the, the affiliation was Baltimore. Maybe he went to the, the Orioles and then to the Cubs later. And now he's the Chargers and he's UCLA and he's Fox Wow, for a, for a long time. Um, but I took Josh's spot. Fantastic. In, in 95, the year of AAA. And then a month after the season, they're like, yeah, you're out. <laughs> you're out. But I you're like, but, but I play in fantasy baseball leagues for free, people. What do you mean I'm out? <laughs> No, I, I was out because I was not a team player in the literal and figurative sense. I was not a team player. Like, oh. they, they knew. Dan was right. I mean, I knew that wasn't really my calling because I, I couldn't lie. Like, I just couldn't be like, oh, you listen to everybody on team broadcasts. They're all just not going to tell you the whole story. Right. Because that's not their job. Their job is to not do that. Right. So I went into talk radio where I felt I had the freedom. Can we make this not about me after I'm done talking? Please just jump yes. into something else. Yeah, Matt, please just start talking about Matt as soon as I'm done. Like <laughs> just, I needed a, a a microphone where I could speak freely and not have to be like, oh, is one of the guys on the team going to be offended because I didn't say they were three inches taller than they actually are? Like just the nonsense that goes on in the team world, and that was almost 30 years ago. Like it's oh, so yeah. it's so much worse now. So, um, yeah, no, just keep me as far away from that as possible, and I've made it this far with being able to do that. All right, so what are we going to say about Matt? I think I think you were going to say something about, about Matt Shelf. So Matt said, let's talk about fantasy football. Yes. So uh, Matt had a tweet about the dead zone, and maybe it was a question. I don't remember, but I jumped on it. I said, you know what my running back dead zone is? Dead zone is? It's the first round after McCaffrey goes. <laughs> I agree with you. I do your first round. Do your first round right now in whatever format you want, FFPC or underdog. The top five are almost always the same, Adam, right? Yes. Yep. It's, it's, that's right. It's JT, McCaffrey, whatever order, Jefferson, Chase, Cooper Cup. Okay. So we can both play. 
you're up at six. What do you do? Oh, I do. I probably do Austin Eckler. I'm open to Eckler. If I was at like 11, I did one today and I was 11 and I would have picked Eckler there, but you know, six for me is Diggs or Adams. So this is, I guess it depends on the format. I'm thinking if I don't have to start three receivers, but even if I do, like I really am fine with, with Eckler um, there for sure. Um, so you, so you would be, you would take digs as high as, as, as six. Well, in terms of underdog stacking for week 17 is everything I think. And I, sure. I I'm loving the pushback against that. Ian Harditz is also one of my favorites. Put Ian on your list. Is, <laughs> I listen to every single word of his shows that are not about the USFL. Oh God. And you know, but I also, <laughs> enjoy that he's so into that but i'm just not so he's pushing back against the week 17 point but you know i feel like i've, I've sort of i understand I, I know enough now that i can understand that balance i know what to do so if i get digs sometimes i can get Mixon, or sometimes i can get higgins through the second the second uh time around the third round and that'll work or josh allen josh allen is 60 40 available at three six so I'll take digs, you know, if I have yeah. a, bunch, a ton of teams, then maybe I'll vary because of that. But he's my one six. So you're Eckler. I'm yeah, I'm 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 Eckler. Um and then you're digs, and then I would probably say Kelsey probably in the FFPC format for sure fits in there. Um what, what about underdog? Let's say Eckler and Diggs in some order are six seven. What do you do at eight? Um, man, I'm probably going, I'm probably going Adams. Me too. Because, again, it's best ball, and normally I love to go running backs early, but the way that this RB dead zone, you know, I was talking about rounds three, there's, you know, and maybe I'm a sucker this year, but but there's two, like I love Brees Hall in that running back dead zone range. I love... Um, Antonio Gibson in like the sixth round, we can get him not one well, underdog. You can get him at like the six, seven turn. Like it's, it's crazy where you're able to get some of these, some, some of these guys. So, um, so yeah, I, cause I think I can get running backs in that, in that range too. Um, you that, so can that, I, that I, I, don't, I don't have a problem going receiver early. Yeah. Sorry. Edwards Hilaire, AJ Dillon, Miles Sanders. We like all those guys. Elijah Mitchell, maybe. Jacobs, maybe. You can talk Elliot. When's Elliot? Right. Well, not not only that, but like I, I think I can get a top three running back in Saquon Barkley in the second round. Like I took him at the two one last night because I just wanted to have him. But that's he's creep. I mean, he's you're not getting him in the third round any any more of of. I mean, uh, some underdog drafts you can still get him there. And I know you got him at the turn the other night at the two three turn, which is fantastic. Um, but come now or very shortly, the days of getting Saquon in the third round are going to be long gone. Um, Throw my underdog exposure screen up if you want. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Oh boy, I've, I have a feeling there's a. Can, can you zoom in for us? Oh, look at him. I don't know. Can I? No, 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 don't worry about it. There you yeah, go. I got it. I got it. Here's my top five own players in. 17 best ball mania, 10 puppies. 
Saquon number two. Love it. Gronk one. Saquon. Who, who's after Saquon? Claypool. Gus Edwards. Madison. Oh, I love it. Daryl Hunt. There's so many. Oh, Last night on the pot last night on the podcast with Brad, I said I said this word for the first time ever on a podcast. I said the word arbitrage, Mike, and I felt like Oh, you were not I, lower. You would actually right. do that. I you said it to arbitrage. I couldn't even I, I couldn't look myself in the mirror this morning after after, after I said it. But forty five dollars on Danny Gray, by the way. <laughs> there you, who's Danny Gray? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is the um, right question. Um but yeah, there's so many like You've got AJ, AJ Dillon's like the top, like I wouldn't even necessarily call him a handcuff, but he's kind of like that. If if the starter or more productive player Aaron Jones goes down, he's the next. So you got him in like the sixth, and then you got Pollard in like the eighth, and you get Madison in like the tenth. And there's just a lot of, you know, you don't want all of them, but there's just a lot of those zero RB kind of candidates there that um, that I really really love. Yes. So six, seven, Eckler digs, eight can be Kelsey or Adams. Even right in uh, underdog, Kelsey fits as a first round pick. Like he's going yes. 112 yep. at the latest. Yep. I feel like in most drafts I'm in, the team at 12 is, oh, is Kelsey on the board? Okay, then I'll build around Kelsey. Right. If he's not, then I'll do something else. But you see the Kelsey Mahomes stack sort of like, fall into place there at the turn. Yep. So say Kelsey and Adams are eight, nine. If you're at 10, if I'm at 10 and six, seven, eight, nine are Eckler digs, Kelsey Adams, 10 is easy. Um, Swift lamb lamb. I was going to say lamb. I just, there's not, there's not a draft in America. I don't think we're six, receivers are going in the first 10 picks is there is that i don't know but i'm that's part of the reason why i want to do it what do you have a better chance at and I'm, i don't think the correlation really works but what do you have a better chance at drafting swift and then getting lamb or vice versa it's it's easily the second like i i could see the smoke coming out of team 12's ears today after i drafted lamb at 11 <laughs> like, he took the whole 25 the whole 30 seconds like oh yep. no this never happens I and know. i went lamb adams on that on that draft uh um, oh well he should okay yeah i mean yeah no it's definitely lamb would be the first if if, if you want to get both of them but i just to me there's there, there's there's two tiers of receiver it's the it's the three that we mentioned it's cup jefferson chase and then it's in no particular order adams digs lamb and then after that, there's a you know uh, maybe seven or eight nine receivers to me that are headlined by you know Higgins and Mike Evans, um, but there's a, a kind of a tear break there for, for for sure. So you know if I'm going zero RB, I, I would try to get one in each tier of the of the of those receiving classes there, um, which would be pretty sweet. But uh, but yeah, I mean the first rounds just. It's gross this year. I feel like. I mean, Delvin. Do you have any Delvin Cook shares? Do you have any Najee Harris shares? I would take Delvin Cook. I would take Harris. I wouldn't take Henry. Um, Mixon. Yes, I have plenty. He was on my board there. Mixon. Yep. Because uh, that's a Matt point. Like I 
tweeted back at Matt, there's no running back I would pick after McCaffrey in the first round. Maybe Eckler. He's like, what? he gave me a, you know, a, a gif of Mixon dancing with his uniform yeah. on, which why would anybody do that? <laughs> but he was into Mixon. I'm like, well, his ADP is 13, so I'm off the hook. Right. And <laughs> um, I like him. I don't know if I like him as much as Matt and Jared, but is Jared as on Mixon this year as he was last year? Oh, it's it's a love really? affair with Mixon. It's 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 gross. It's gross to watch. Would he it's take really... him six in one high stakes draft? I'm sorry. Would he? Would Jared take him six? Probably. In like a high. Nah, he'd draft probably go and... receiver. He'd probably go receiver. But I'm. But okay. Uh, Want to yeah, find Mixon. out? <laughs> I, right. That's right. I, I just don't. I, I have a thing like I just don't see Mixon having being the one being the number one running back this year i just if it hasn't happened yet it's not gonna happen i don't think he's i mean he wasn't even that that his his metrics underlying metrics i sure weren't even great you know i know their old line got better he's fine whatever you know but he's not he's not super young you know he's not he's not exceptionally young like i don't know i mean i've got my took him last night you know but I, i just hate um I hate that part of the draft where I'm forced to take back-to-back running backs. Like if, he, if you tell me, hey, you know, you're guaranteed, you know, Diggs, Lamb, awesome. Or you're guaranteed like Chase, Lamb, or whatever, great. But if like, hey, pick two running backs to the end of the end of the draft there that you're that you're going to take. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't want to. It's Barkley. Like I'm just going to reach on ADP and just take Barkley because I think he could be the 101 and uh, and take uh, you know mix everything else up. I'll take some mix in. I'll take some Swift. If Najee falls, I'll take I'll, I'll take him. I think Barkley moves up. As long as there's no bad news on them, people will get excited about Barkley and the Giants. I think for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the offense. I think the I'm 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 buying the offense. Um, do you want to see my my underdog shares? Yes. Yes. Oh boy. Can I even? I was wondering when is he going to say that? When is he going to offer <laughs> something of his own here? That's Sky right. Moore. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, time to walk away. I didn't know how to intro because we weren't anywhere near. Like I don't have any like first round picks to show here. Uh, our second round. You have fifty cents in your account. <laughs> no, what it's is twenty dollars fifty cents. So I don't know. Cents? I don't know. How do you get there? My son probably. Sp- Spent fifty cents or something. Maybe you know. won something. That That's probably 50 what it was. I won fifty That's cents for last year. Um, but wow. yeah, Sky Moore. I've got way too much. 50, only only fifty six. So this is these are just the puppies and the and the best ball mania teams. I think. Okay. So I got sixteen of those so far. But Brees Bre- oh. Hall. Look at that. Fifty percent. Um, so I, I like that. You're getting him in round four that way? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Oh, definitely um, round four. Yeah, yeah. I love Engram on this list. Yes. Oh. So are you doing like late round backdoor Jacksonville Houston games? That's what I've kind of been doing. Um I, but I love Engram regard like I'll, I'll I'm taking Engram in, in every in every f- f- format. But yeah, that's those are kind of the the cheap stacks. So you can see with the Trevor Lawrence you know, the Ingram, um, I like the golf and then get golf with whatever, you know, Detroit pass catchers I can get because the kids, they're, they're cheap too. I got Claypool they're, on my list here also. They're not that cheap. So golf is interesting because I feel like you build your team and then maybe golf is sitting there at the end because 
Hawkinson is six seven, maybe. Amon yeah. is same five six. Chark is in the middle. Jamison is in the middle. Then who else matters? Swift, I guess. But yeah, I love the Chark, Jamison, Goff kind of stack there. I, I, you know, I like getting the the cheaper pieces to any to any stack really. Like that's why you see, you know, I've got the Shakir, I've got the I've got the Sky more Justin Ross. Like I don't have the Juju and the MVS. Like I just like getting the cheaper pieces because again, it's best ball, man. One of those guys will hit every, every week. And if there's an injury, that's, you know, that's great. Cause, cause the other thing too, like um, if there's an injury to like uh, Justin Ross, for an example, or Sky Moore, if there's an injury to one of them, it, it's probably not going to really catapult Juju any higher than he was going to go or go, go, going to finish. But if Juju goes down, now those cheaper pieces are gonna are going to be catapulted up there in 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 ADP and in actual fantasy points. So um, I like I was like stacking the cheaper pieces to all the all the offense. Like you'll see that I have a lot of Shakir, and I also have um, have a lot of like maybe some some Gabe Davis, like the cheaper kind of some Dawson Knox um, to that Bills that Bills passing game. Oh, and obviously Crowder, too. And Shakir. Yeah. So. All right. I, I like it. So, in terms of either underdog or FFPC, what's happening is – let me be thinking underdog while I posit this. So, what's happening often is you get to, like, round 16. Yeah. And your team is mostly the way you want it. Maybe there's a late round Brian Edwards or something you want to put in Atlanta, Arizona build or something. Yeah. But let's say independent of that, you see three names. Will Fuller, or is it William? <laughs> Odell Beckham and Julio Jones. Mm. Um, in a vacuum, how would you rank them? I would rank them... Uh, Beckham, Fuller, Jones. Okay, I might agree. Beckham, Fuller, Jones. Because I think, I think Beckham, Beckham, a healthy Beckham is still good. I mean, I think he showed that he was good last year. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back um, for somebody at some point. You know, even if he goes in the pup, you know, you're getting these. Like you said, you're getting him in the 17th round. Um, I think Julio will be interesting. Julio might help a team more uh, that that actual football team rather than fantasy. Like if you get a team, you know, I mean, unless he went to maybe like the Packers or something, where he might be still the best receiver on that team. Um, you know, if he goes to a team that's like the Chiefs or like you know the Bills or something, where like he's not the best pass option there. Um, I think he could certainly help those football teams win other, you know, not, not so much your, your, your fantasy team. And that's who he's going to go to, right? Sorry. Bills. I mean, just, he's going to go to a winning team. He's not going to go to Jacksonville. There's one, there's one exception to that, I think, but I was meaning to look this up today to see if anybody is talking about it. And I didn't. Could he go to Atlanta? Um, I guess. Yeah, he he could go. He could go uh, back back to Atlanta. I mean, was it a was it a, a poor uh, 
exit there? Yeah, I don't know. But the coach is different, at least. Right. The owner would want to have the guy's in his 80s, right? He'd want to have Julio Jones back for a Julio Jones day right. more than he'd want to have anything else. Like, that would be yeah. important. But I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, Jones, he broke down. He's more like – that's why you put him third. He broke down. Right. Beckham had a, a freak injury. He's had a couple. Yeah. But there's a reasonable chance to think that Beckham plays the second half for the Rams – like he did last year, and he was a he was startable last oh, year. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. As, as a Ram number three or whatever that was, and now they have Robinson, but you can see that happening again, even if it's like Halloween up. Yeah. And then um, Fuller, I don't know what to think. Like, why are teams like the Browns in a hurry to leak that they don't want him? Like Fuller had off the field, sort of. He's not available. I feel like there's. I don't want to say this like I know anything or as sort of a an actual real person, but do NFL teams think maybe they can't trust him either physically or if there's something else? I, I'm not trying to start something. It's just, I don't know. It's sort of weird. Why is he still on the market? Right. And I think, I mean, I think the difference between a guy, people are, you know, like to bet against Saquon this year, which is great bet against him because of the injuries, but Saquon's had like freak injuries. He's had, you know, a rolled ankle. Um, he's had an ACL. Like those are Will Fuller's had, had just constant soft tissue cut for, you know, his whole career. Um, so I think teams are, maybe they just want to see, Hey, you know, what type of shape are you in? I mean, last year was so weird, right? It was like, you know, it was a wrist or something. And then, you know, he came back for a game and then he was gone. Like, he's I don't know. To, he's not ready to come back. Like, it was right. psychological. Yeah, okay. So, I think Thank maybe you. they just want to see where he's at. Maybe he's, you know, yeah, maybe it's something outside of football. Maybe it's something, uh, a mental thing or whatever, which is, which would be sad. But, you know, it's, um, he's so good. Like, he's so good. Yeah. So fast. Um but yeah, the Browns would be a nice fit if Deshaun plays, because um, they obviously know each other. They got that got that connection. That's not going to happen, is it? What Watson? This year, somehow <laughs> it got a lot worse in the last five days. It, twenty it just, tw- was it twenty three? Wasn't enough. You know what I mean? It's like oh my he, gosh! But then the Texans, play. the Texans hooked him up reportedly with this one parlor, and then gave him non-disclosure agreements to give out. I mean, it's so bad. It's it's not even close to the first time with the NFL, but you just know. Listen, learn one thing from, from this. Every time the National Football League or one of its member clubs tells you about the due diligence, the research they did, it is such a crock. Like, <laughs> the, the Texans gave out non-disclosure agreements – to Watson to give to women reportedly so that I don't know, like he could, I don't, I don't want to say anything there. Right. Right. I'm thinking right. like three different lines and I, I don't want to say any of them out loud. And then the Browns, <laughs> the Browns see a quarterback like, okay. And the owner is, <laughs> it's so bad. Here's I all know. the money, whatever. It's just money. I'm getting older and I own this team. Like just like they, they both should be just, destroyed both these franchises it seems at this point should just be destroyed but what's 
Whatever yeah, it's, it's it's just it's almost physical. Like if we don't have these days, if we don't have video evidence of stuff, like no, like that whole uh, was it Ray Rice where they yeah. like okay Ray Rice is coming back and then all of a sudden the video comes out that the NFL already had right. <laughs> they already saw the video just what a disgrace the commissioner <laughs> what a disgrace remember what? Rachel Nichols pressing him at the press conference about that and he's just like. The best he can ever do, because it's never genuine, it's never sincere, because he's corporate. It, it can never be right. that. He's, these are the worst people in the world. Yeah. The, the best he can ever do is, well, I really don't know where that stands. And then someone else who they probably pay to be there asks him a question about the, the Steelers' defense or some nonsense, <laughs> like, and it just goes away. Uh. And because we love our football, I'm as much, I'm as guilty as anybody else. We love it. So we accept it that way, but it's just, oh, it's so disgusting. I know. And I'm not, I'm not, and I'll admit, I mean, listen, I, I drafted Joe Mixon, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, not drafting Deshaun Watson because of what he probably did. I'm not drafting him because he probably won't play this year. So Watson or Fields? Uh, Fields. Watson or Tua? Watson. <laughs> Anyone go, over two. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> oh, I'm drafting Brissett at the end of these things. Nobody ever does. What's going on with Baker? Is there any uh, any updates on that it's, guy? He's going to see- it's over. Seattle? What's Maybe. What he could play somewhere else, but he's not going to play for Cleveland. No. No. Cleveland will probably – what could happen now is there's some momentum in this direction now is they could try to – void the contract again it'll be a lie but this idea that they didn't know some of 23 allegations or 22 before they made the trade we didn't know how bad it was so they might be able to void the contract i don't think they get their draft picks back but they could perhaps wiggle away from it and then watson goes away and brissette plays this year and they're I don't know. They're a little bit, they're not sympathetic figure, but they just sort of get through this year. But Mayfield is not going to play for the Browns. Mayfield no. is just a big baby who gets offended by anything. And, you know, they're going to cut him when they realize they can't trade him, which is so far the case. And that'll be over. Maybe he'll play for Seattle, but he won't play for Cleveland. That that leaves Brissett and an, an ugly year. Oh, gross oh man it's 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 gross and they kind of deserve it so uh yeah you know they all deserve it houston deserves it the most houston knew they were in on it they were doing whatever they were doing with watson because he was so good and then it got to a point where he wanted to leave whatever his reasons were and then okay then shortly after that you heard about all these lawsuits and there was all that momentum in that direction like, he was never been charged. It's very strange. It's a year and a half into it, and we still don't know that much about the story. You know, we, we know. know bits and pieces of it. But, um, like, the Texans were, were, were assisting him, reportedly, in these arrangements, and then he wanted to leave them. So, like, the, the next thing you knew was, okay, he held all these women who were after him. And, okay, well, that's the NFL. That's the NFL. Like, they will – they will protect their guys if they're good players. And when they're not good players, they can't wait to rush up to the podium and tell you how you know righteous they are. 
It's just it's corporate America. I know you got it. <laughs> and you're the Houston Texans. Like, man, we have this superstar quarterback who has this addiction, clearly an addiction. And like, you know, I, he can't stop. Like, so, all right, what do we do? Do we cut him? Do we not, you know, non-disclosure agreements? Like, how do we, <laughs> you know, okay, we just won't play him for a year. We're not going to cut him. We're not going to, we're just not going to play him. It's just, oh, it's just such a weird situation. So weird. I'm done drafting Watson in any situation, period. I like this it. Year. It's, it's not a, about morals. It's about it's getting worse for him still. He didn't play at all last year. He was not suspended or fined. He didn't play at all last year anyway. They practiced him at safety, like for show. It, it just it we're not even to that point yet. And I feel like the political momentum of the country, yeah, and and, and fans is against like we don't want to listen to this garbage anymore. We are right. sick and tired of people in power getting away with anything they can get away with. And it's slow. These kind of things move mountains. They take a long time. Don't you wish we had a guest? So we could have done a draft and a guest. It's 45 minutes. But I said, <laughs> you know what we should do? We should just talk. That's right. That's right. Do you remember? I want to remind you. Do you remember last year in Dynasty season? And I'm not disagreeing with what you said. Do you remember going, well, it's not like Deshaun Watson's never going to play again. Yeah. <laughs> and here, here we are a year later, like, Man, maybe 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 he won't play again. Because if he doesn't, if 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 this thing with the Browns do, doesn't happen, I mean, we're looking at, you know, he's got to come out and admit you know, he's going to have to do an apology tour and admit to the stuff and do that, like, or it's or that, and it still might not happen after that. It's just, it's ugly. it's still getting worse. It's getting worse, it's and that will take years because years. he's like what twenty five or twenty six right. or twenty seven. And for five years, we could be like, think of Michael Vick. Right. Oh, so he's That's gone, it, right? but he can still do it. I was in a fantasy league draft, a rookie draft that included veterans who had been cut a month ago. A guy drafted Drew Brees because that morning, Drew Brees tweeted, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might play football. Like the guy drafted Drew Brees. Like he's there you go. 40 and was terrible. But, yep. you know, maybe that is, turns into something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Watson may go away, but he's not going to go away in terms of, fantasy football because people still know how good he can be sure what what a what, what a career i like, know remember watson when he, when it started he was what they started uh tom savage that's right bill o'brien started tom savage over watson like this is even worse than allen when allen went in at halftime of the first game because who knows what the organizational plan was, but the, the starter, Nathan Peterman, was down 40 to nothing. They couldn't get a first down. Like, all right, you're in. So, you know, That's great right. plan. So Tom, Tom Savage, it might have been halftime of the first game too. Watson went in for Houston, and by week four, he was a phenomenon. And then he tore his ACL. Right. In practice. Yep. Oh, wow. man. Wow. What <laughs> crazy. Wow. Crazy stuff. So you'll see when we continue to show these player these player ownerships. I want to show one more thing. You you won't see Deshaun Watson on mine. Okay. But I want to show one here. T. Higgins. This is the football guys players championship. A hundred. You have three. Three of them. A hundred. I've only done three. Speaking of th- thank you, thank you, underdog. You've allowed me to survive 
the first month, normally, so last year I did 27 football guys. Okay, that's way that's 27. 27, Mike. At 350 a pop? At 350 a pop. Forget the forget the money. Don't let my wife hear me saying this. Forget the money. It's the how do you manage 27 plus all the other. So underdogs allowed me to be like, you know, because every night after a show like this, I'm like, man, I'm I'm Jones is a drafted team. I can go upstairs, I can throw on Netflix, and I can draft for $25 or draft for, for five bucks rather than $350 every single time I get the itch. So, but I have done three of them. T Higgins. I love popping this open and seeing him at a hundred percent ownership through three drafts. Um, I don't know why I own 66% Hunter Henry, but <laughs> I'm sure that'll change. I'm sure that that'll change. Oh, all right. So, um, in three years, are there 20 underdog sites? Um, there's a bunch. You mean like the ones that do the same the same thing? Yeah. Well, well there'll be a, a threshold where the market doesn't keep up. Like Best Ball Mania 3, I texted you, I think. How yeah. many, like they're at 10% a couple weeks ago. Will they get there? And then, you know, you and other people said they will get there. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Can other sites withstand that? Like, is it growing in the way that you would expect more girth in fantasy football? Because those of us that are doing, we're involved in all this stuff. We can't, we don't have like three, you know, six arms or something where we can do drafts when we're right. not like there's only, there's a limit to what the community as it exists now can do. Um, I don't know, but underdog has crushed it. Yeah. Underdog done very well. There's, you know, there's drafters, there's, um, uh, draft Kings. There's, you know, a bunch of different sites. I think there is room. I mean, here's the thing. The average, <clears throat> excuse me, the average fantasy player doesn't even play these. Doesn't even know these exist. My friends like, what do you mean you're driving? What do you mean you're doing a draft? These guys draft like, August, September. They don't even know these exist. What do they find out for five dollars? You can draft in in June or whatever. Like right, right. The market. It's all the same. It's the same eight people doing all these drafts right now. There's so many more. There's so many more people that they that they can get. So many more customers. I put a screen up, so I have one FFPC team. So here's the story. Before you show it, before you show it. Okay. I arranged with Louis G. Let's split one. Memorial Day weekend was the tradition, but then what happened last year was Memorial Day morning, I tweeted or texted you, like, I want to draft tonight. And Adam's like, great. So he tweeted it, and then Abib showed up, and Guilds, and Jay and Scott, and like, okay, I'm with the wolves. (laughs) So um, You were the wolf. You were a wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, you were 11 and 0. But I want it. So I'm very proud of that. It's my favorite uh, achievement in the fantasy realm. So this time, Louie and I agreed to draft on the Sunday night, Memorial Day weekend. It's so great, especially living in the Northeast where it's cold for six months. That is uh, a great weekend. You know, you have the Monday off and the Sunday becomes this debauch sort of uh, beautiful day. Yep. So I planned with him to draft. I didn't want to tell you or anybody else, like the Abibs of the world. I didn't want to tell them, <laughs> put a Abib on the list. 
It was right. all time we were drafting on Sunday night. That's right. So Louie and I did it. I'm sitting outside with my wife and her parents and another couple, and it's 9.55 at night, and I get the notification from FFPC, your draft starts in five minutes. I had the wrong date. Oh, that's right. So I'm like, Lou, we're not drafting tomorrow. We're drafting right now. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. I mean, like, I'm out with friends. He's out yeah. partying. Right. I, he said, I can't really help you. I said, well, I'll just start it and then whatever. You're a partner. So I drafted the first pick. I'll show you the, the board in a second. I drafted the first pick. And then the second pick is like, eh, I'm, I'm texting him the whole time. Like, would you, who do you want? This or this? And the second pick is like, oh, I could go either way. I picked my guy. Third round, like, oh, I could, uh, I'd rather do this. I'm like, no, what? I'm taking, I'm taking, I think it's Debo, but we'll see. I'm taking my guy here. And he, then he texts me like a couple minutes later. He's like, you know what? I'm, I, it's your team. It's your team. <laughs> I love it. It's your team. So there it is. Show it. Congratulations. You bought this team. Oh, I'm showing it. Where'd it go? Let's oh, there go. We go. There it is. Lamar, obviously. I, I could draft your teams for you these go ahead. days. Keep going. Vice versa. Same thing. Rashad Penny, Aaron Jones. I love I'm, I'm I'm coming around on Aaron Jones late, late second. Debo in the third, Jamar in the first, Marquise Brown. Oh man. Who do we got? McLaurin. Awaybadum. No! Let me see the bench. I don't care about the kicker and the defense. Let me let me let me see the bench. See if it's up to snuff. Oh, Kevin Harris, Algier, <laughs> Bingo, Gus Edwards, of course, Julio, Jarvis Landry, David Bell. He had Sky Moore. Let's go get him in the starting lineup. Uh, wow, Bateman. See, that's why I love looking at the bench. You got some. You got some some starters on that on the bench. And you and you love it. And you, and I you, love it. And you love who, it. Who wants a backup quarterback or a backup tight end in these drafts? I mean, nobody. Right. Because you're going to cut them out anyway. Right. So, Alberto, this is not an Andrews team, sadly, but Chase first round, then Jones second, then Debo third. Maybe I, I could look. Uh, I'm sure. I, I love Debo this team. Third. I'm sure. I mean, then if I'm like, go Bills. Maybe like Jackson goes down, then somebody in the league cuts a good quarterback. I pick him up, I start him, and I win. That's it. I love it. I love, and I love that he gave you that. He gave you, you save the text. So when you win the half a million, he's not getting a, a penny of it. He's not getting a penny of it. Not a penny. I do want to show something real quick. I know we're pushing an hour, but um, so they had the hard way draft that we talked about last week. And the hard way draft is a, is a football guy's draft that is probably the hardest football guy's draft room you'll ever be in. It's like 12 of the best drafters around. They know, they, they know who they are. And I, I don't feel like tagging anybody else in this, in this, in this tweet. So, um, <laughs> and they took like the first quarterback went in, like it was Allen and maybe the fifth or the sixth. And, and it just was, you know, Matt Stafford went in like the 18th round, like, they pushed quarterbacks Rogers. so, and we talked about this. They pushed quarterbacks so far down. So I wanted to look and just to see. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna share my screen here to see. That's you still. Let's see. Here we go. Okay. So fan, fantasy mojo football guys tournament in May. 
Okay, so this 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 is May Allen at the three eleven, Mahomes five one, Herbert six six or whatever. So you can kind of see here where the quarterbacks are going. All right, you go to now the last seven days. What what's changed? Nothing. The hard way draft happened. You have Allen dropped six spots. Right, you've got Mahomes and Herbert in the sixth round. You got Jackson in the seventh. You got Murray at the eight one eight eight one. I've got I got Murray in the ninth round the the other night. Like this this hard way, Jeff. They, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they're the ones that say that they make the ADP. I think they say that um, they're not they're not wrong. And I love what they've done. It's it's pushed you know it's pushed everybody down. Like it's it's so interesting to see over the last two weeks how quarterbacks have just plummeted. Um, super interesting. Well, at the same time, I want to be invited. And why in the fuck would you want to be in that league? Like, just what do we got to do? Who do we got to tag? Just, get, just pay me a, a free a free roll, and I'll do it. But why would you want to do that? Uh, yeah, Jose yeah, said Rogers. Rogers was, that's right. right. Jose knows. Rogers, we talked to Dave Hubbard, and Rogers was 18th round, and it was very late. So he's right. But see, now when you show that, I see why you want to do one right now. See? <laughs> oh, but I, and I and I gotta be honest with you, I did I did look before the show. There's nothing that's even close to filling. So, but uh, well, I don't know. What's our power? <laughs> oh, it's not. That's it's right. Not great, right? That, that's right. So, what's our power? I, I would I, do I, I one with you, but I would not do one against you tonight. Well, not only that, but I I have zero interest in staying up till eleven fifty five tonight to do. Uh, oh, I need some rest. All right, I've got the the the, the novel coronavirus, so <laughs> I've got I've got to get. Only nice. It's not gonna be dark out here. That's right. All right, I'm going outside for a glass of wine. Do Thank it. you, Adam. Great job. See you guys.